are my treasure. You are my treasure. Come on, anybody feel that way in the house tonight? Hallelujah. You are Can we sing it, Shane? You are the one that I brought to you. You are my treasure. Come on, lift it up in the room. Others may fail, but you remain. You are my treasure. Lord, I will praise his name. I will bless the Lord. I will praise his name for the rest of my life. I forever proclaim that he's good. He's good. I will bless the Lord. I will praise his name. I will bless the Lord. I will praise his name for the rest of my life. I'll forever proclaim that he's good. He's good. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name. Magnify the Lord with me, let us exalt his name. For who is like our Lord and King, his glory and his fame? Let's give him glory forever and ever. I will bless the Lord, I will praise his name. I will bless the Lord, I will praise his name, for the rest of my life, I'll forever proclaim that he's good, he's good. I will bless the Lord, I will praise his name, I will bless the Lord. I will praise his name for the rest of my life. I'll forever proclaim that he's good. He's good. No other name like Jesus, Jesus. No other name like Jesus, Jesus. No other name like Jesus. He's good. He's good. I will bless the Lord. I will praise his name. I will bless the Lord. I will praise his name for the rest of my life. I'll forever proclaim that he's good, he's good, he's good. 
this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Behold, Jehovah, seated on the throne.
His favor be upon you for a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May His favor be upon you for a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May His presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you. May His presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you. In the morning, in the evening, in your coming and your going, interweeping and rejoicing, He is for you. He will sing in the morning, in the morning, in the evening, in your coming and your going, interweeping and rejoicing, He is for you. 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 Say this for you today. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is for you. He is for you in the morning, in the evening, in your coming and your going. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Come on, sing that again. In the morning, in the evening, in your coming and your going. He is for you. 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 praise you Lord we worship you this morning hallelujah thank you Jesus 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We pray that his presence is where you are at right now. As we begin to walk these seats here this morning, as we were in practice, I told the praise singers, the musicians, and those that are here, whenever they touch that seat that they go by, to remember that person that usually sits in that seat. And so as we went into these seats here, we remembered you this morning. And we prayed for you this morning. And we believe that God is going to be with you during this time. And God is for you. He is around you. And remember, best of all, He is within you. He lives within you through the Holy Spirit. You can make it. Everything is going to be all right. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. 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 praise you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. And I've been held by a Savior. And I've held fire from above. I've been down to the river I ain't the same A prodigal returns And all my hope is in Jesus Thank God my yesterday's gone And all my sins are forgiven I've been washed by the blood Well, all my hope is in Jesus Thank God my yesterday's gone All my sins are forgiven I've been washed by the blood I'm no stranger to the prison And I've worn shackles and chains But I've been freed and forgiven Yes, I have Not going back I'll never be the same That's why I sing All my hope is in Jesus Thank God my yesterday's gone So my sins are forgiven I've been washed by the blood There's a kind of thing that just breaks a man Breaks him down to his knees God, I've been broken more than a time or two, yes, Lord. Then he picked me up and showed me 
how to be free. Oh, yes. So my hope is in Jesus. Thank God my yesterday's gone. All my sins are forgiven. I've been washed by the blood. Oh, yes. Oh, my Today's gone. All my sins are forgiven. I've been washed by the blood. Hallelujah. Can you put your hands together wherever you may be here this morning? We give you praise and honor and glory this morning, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. At this point of the service is when we would invite our ushers to come and to, uh, to help us with our morning tithe and offering. And so God bless you as you give this morning. There are multiple ways that you can give uh, to the kingdom of God, to Firstborn Ministries. The first and easiest way and quickest way is to go online, firstbornministries.com. Go to the Give tab and fill out the information. You can give online. If you have uh, not been able to give online, you can also give by sending in a check to 8213 North Alpine Road in Loves Park 61115. Or you can drop it by the church during normal business hours. Someone will be here, and if they're not, you can slide it in the door. Thank you for your giving. God bless you as you give here this morning. Amen. Let's worship the Lord with one more song. Sing Him wondrous love of Jesus. Sing His mercy and His grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, He'll prepare for us a place. Well, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will Victory, and while we walk the pilgrim's pathway, clouds will overspread the sky. But when traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sigh. When we all get to heaven, what a day! Of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout the victory. Let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of Him in glory. Will the toys of life repay when we all get to heaven? What a day of rejoicing that will be 
Victory, so onward to the prize before us. Soon his beauty will behold. Soon the pearly gates will open. We shall tread the streets of gold. Well, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that we when we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout the victory. Well, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout the victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 And praise the Lord, everybody. So good to be in the house of the Lord today. Wherever you're at, you're in the house of the Lord, worshiping the Lord with all of your heart, in spirit, and in truth. Thank you, musicians and singers. God bless them. Let's all give them a hand wherever you're at and thank them for working and being a part of the service here today. I want to just, uh, at the beginning of this uh, message today, just say thank you to all of the congregation of Firstborn Ministries for your continued faithful support and everything that you do. Thank you to all those that are making the food program, the food pantry rather, uh, a very successful venture. Thanks to Pastor Anthony and Sister Heather and Peyton for the online uh, Bible devotions that they are doing uh, every night through the week, except for Wednesday and Saturday, thanks to Pastor Rob and for uh, the uh, children's or the Sunday school, or rather the youth ministry things that he is doing, doing a great job. And thanks to all of these that are here today, the music department and the uh, musicians, some that are not here, uh, but we thank each and every one of you. Thank you for supporting your church in this very <clears throat> difficult time. God is with us. God is with us. And uh, uh, we know that God will continue to go with us in this time. It won't be long that we'll be able to be back together and worshiping the Lord physically uh, together in this one place. I was thinking, though, this past week, actually, and, uh, um, Destiny, I almost forgot her name, Destiny, my youngest daughter, and Rachel, they were talking uh, via Facebook or FaceTime or something like that, and um, they were talking about the song, He's an On-Time God. Yes, He is. And it goes like this. He's an on-time God. Yes, He is. He's an on-time God. Yes, He is. He may not come when you want Him to, but He's always right on time. He's an on-time God, yes, He is. They were talking about that song. You can continue to play for a moment if you would. And uh, either Destiny or Rachel said, yeah, He's an online God. And I thought, He is an online God. Yes, He is. And so I thought I would write some lyrics to this 
And this is the first time this has ever been heard. I don't know if the record producers are going to be looking for me uh, to be able to promote this song or not, but here's the way it goes. And if you can identify, <clears throat> just say amen. Also, if you're online watching, share your online presence with somebody else. And let's see how many we can get to watch this service today. And here's how it goes. Are you ready? He's an online God. Yes, He is. He's an online God. Yes, He is. You may not be in the church house, but He'll meet you right online. He's an online God. Yes, He is. You got it now? He's an online God. Yes, He is. He's an online God. Yes, He is. You may not be in the church house, but He'll meet you right online. He's an online God. Yes, He is. Now, here's the verse. You can ask the people of firstborn, trapped by the quarantine, by that old mean virus called sickness and disease. They had sickness all around them and corona on their track. But from out of nowhere, God stepped in and He made a way out just like that. You know why? He's an online God. Yes, He is. He's an online God. Yes, He is. You may not be in the church house, but He'll meet you right online. He's an online God. Yes, He is. Oh, I feel Him here today. Amen. 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 Pastor Anthony saying, all right, come on now, preach. Preach, Pastor. Preach, Senior Pastor. Preach, Dad. All right, I will. <laughs> Acts chapter 27, beginning at verse number 21 down through verse number 29. And my subject this morning is simply, I will praise Him in this storm. I will praise Him in this storm. Acts chapter 27. If you'd like to stand with me, that would be great. Stand right where you're at in your home uh, if you're driving, don't stand, but go ahead and just uh, stand in your spirit, all right? Verse 21, the Bible says, But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me, and you should not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. But now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am, and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Howbeit we must be cast upon a certain island. But when the fourteenth night was come, as we were driven up and down in Adria, about midnight the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country, sounded and found it to be twenty fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it fifteen fathoms. Then fearing, lest they should have fallen upon the rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern 
and they wished for the day. They wished for the day. I will praise him in this storm. You may be seated. Thank you, musicians. God bless you. About six weeks ago, our nation and the world was thrust into one of the worst storms I have ever seen in my lifetime. Mind you, I'm old enough to still remember very clearly the day 9-11 when the planes hit the Twin Towers in New York City. Our hearts, they were broken and we were very disappointed because of the loss of people's lives. Our nation during that time, they responded with great courage and resolve. The church stepped up to be a voice of hope and help in the time of storm. The storm we have faced for the past several weeks not only in our nation, but in the world, is one that cannot be seen. It has been called the invisible storm. The invisible storm. The storm we have faced here is one that, has, though we cannot see it, is definitely we have felt the impact of this storm. We have felt the sting of this storm be by the loss of lives, of finances, and the loss of being in touch with one another. For the first time in my 36 years as a pastor, I know what it's like not to be able to be at the bedside of a member or loved one who is dying to be able to help them. For the first time in my ministry, I know what it's like to be absent from places and that before this pandemic, I was very present at. And I'm not alone because suddenly each of us have discovered what the presence of absence means in our lives. It's a storm. It is a storm. And so I ask us uh, three questions today about this. What have we learned in the midst of this storm? What are some anchors that will help us in this storm? What my actions be in the midst of this storm? Our text today is found in Acts chapter 27. And Paul is facing a life-threatening storm in his life. And as he faces that, he is on his way to Rome to stand trial before Caesar. He was standing trial not for crimes that he had done, but because of what he believed as a Christian man, a preacher. His voyage would take him on a 2,000-mile journey where he would encounter the worst storms that nature could throw at him. The storm was called Eurocladin. The storm combined with the cold winds from the north and the warm winds from the south that day And they met with such violence force that even the bravest of the mariners on that ship were very afraid. For 14 days, the ship was caught in this raging sea. The salty perspiration and tears of the 276 people that were on board, it mingled together with the salt waters of the sea, so much so that they were indistinguishable one from the other, the tears and the perspiration from the water of the sea. They could not tell if the sting in their eyes and the taste on their lips was the result of work and toil and tears, or was it because of the tidal wave of seawaters that they fought so hard to resist and survive? I've discovered that storms have a way of refocusing our attention in life. When the storm comes, suddenly we are aware of our own discrepancies. Suddenly we are aware of our own shortcomings, our faults, and our failures, and we're forced to be able to deal with each of them. I read the story of a group of golfers who were approaching the fourth hole of the golf course one afternoon. Suddenly the sky sky turned dark and dismal, 
and begin, and, and in that, the rain began to come down. And there were claps of thunder, uh, followed by flashes of lightning. Each of them rushed to the shelter in a gazebo near a metal fence. As the storm grew in intensity, the story said that a bolt of lightning came down, hitting that long fence, and lit it up like a neon sign. It was just a few moments before any of them could be able to speak. And then one player, suddenly, he became honest with everybody else. And he said, you know, the five that I said that I had on the first hole was really a seven. You see, when storm comes, they, we begin to get honest with ourselves. When storms come, it teaches us some valuable lessons about life. And so what lessons have I learned from this particular storm? I've learned, first of all, that storms can come suddenly in our lives. When everything is going well, and I think that all is good, then immediately after that, a storm can come without any notice. I've learned also that the things that I've considered important may not really be important at all. I've learned that sometimes the absence of problems in my life and in the lives of others, it causes us to continue on with business as usual. And if we're not careful, we mistake also in times of trouble that the absence of, or in times of, of, of goodness and, and the absence of problems, it, sometimes we think that it means that the blessings of God are upon us. But on the other side of that coin, I have also learned that the presence of problems is not an indicator of the absence of God's blessings. For you see, we're all in this storm together at this time. I've come to realize that good things happen to bad people, and bad things happen also to good people. Sometimes storms are allowed by God, and other times they are appointed by God. What I mean by that is God allows storms in our lives that are created sometimes by our own doing, and other times are sent by Satan. And then other times He appoints that storm in order to direct us into his purpose or to teach us something that we need to learn preparing us for the next thing in our life. But regardless of whether the storm is appointed or the, st the storm is something that is allowed, God is the one that regulates the wind, the waves, and the sea. God is still the one that is the divine authority, using what has designed by self and Satan at times, or even life, to destroy us, to present a platform for his purpose and his power, his purpose to be fulfilled and his power to be, res uh, to be shown. What are some things that I've learned in the storm? I learned in the storm that people are forced to get honest about what is really important in their lives. I've realized that some things that really mean a lot to us before the storm suddenly have no meaning at all. And some of the things that mean nothing to us before the storm, they become something that we embrace and we hold on to with all of our heart. I've realized also in the storm that social distinctions are all but erased at that time. We forget about who people are, who we thought that they were, what we think about them. All of that is erased. You see, in the storm, when the fight for survival is the predominant goal, we forget about many things that simply do not matter when everything is going right that seems to matter. When the storm comes, we don't care what we look like or who those around us look like. We don't care where they've been, what they've done. We don't care about that. Our focus just becomes, I have to get through this storm. 
When we're faced with the possibility of death and eternity, it does something to our perspective, my friends. It causes us to reevaluate the most important things in our lives. I've learned to appreciate what I have because it can so quickly be dissolved. I've learned to slow down and to pray more because in the storm, you're forced to be able to do less and what you can do seems to be not good enough. I've learned to love more and I've learned to hate less. I've learned that most things are not worth fighting over. But there, I've also learned that there are many things that are still absolutely worth fighting for. I've also learned that the decisions that seem so obvious may not always be that simplistic. And that storm reveals leadership in some while it exposes the lack of leadership in others. This is not a criticism for, and, and for, for, for no one at all. But leadership is not for everyone. And not everyone is called to lead. But there are some that are called to do so. What are some things that you've learned in the storm? What are the things that you've let go of in this storm that you really didn't mean, that really didn't matter at all? What are the things that you've held closely to yourself now? And you say, once this storm is over, I will never forget and I will never let go of those things. The second question I want to address is, what are the anchors in the midst of our storm? Or in other words, what is it that holds us and gives us stability in times that are disturbing? The name of the storm that we read about in the book of Acts chapter 27, Paul finds himself in, it was called Eurachlodon the term. It means mighty waves or it means terrible storm. The energies of the mariners mixed with the efforts of the prisoners, you see, it yielded very little. The efforts of these men of the sea proved futile in gaining control over the vessel. It was continuing to go headlong into the storm. The scripture says they undergirded the ship, they used ropes, and they wrapped around the bow, the bow of the ship, hoping to hold the thing together. And they even threw out some things that they didn't feel like that they needed. The excess tackling in their, in their ship, it was, it was lightened. What are some things that you have thrown out of your life in this time that suddenly you realize you didn't need them? What are some things that God has revealed to you about that you have said, Forget it, I will never do this again. I will never be involved in this again. Those things are necessary, for that's what a storm produces. The Bible says that the sailors then took soundings or measurements to determine the depth of the water. And this was done by using a weight attached to a length of rope. And they discovered the decreasing depth of the water showed that they were in fact approaching land. And this so concerned them that they begin to cast out, the Bible says, four anchors. The anchors were there, again, to stabilize them and to help them in the time of that storm. What are some anchors that God has given us in this storm? The first anchor that I would like to suggest is the anchor of God's presence. God is with you. Even though you're not able to be here together with those that you love, your brothers and sisters, and even your family, God is with you. Paul said it this way, In the midst of that storm, they stood by me this night, the angel of God, whose I am. I belong to him, and I serve him. Paul said, Even in the midst of the raging storm, he and we are not alone. The Lord came to him to minister peace in his heart. 
I listed this last week as two of my preacher friends told of their experience with having the coronavirus. Both of them were near death. They both said this was the worst thing that they have ever dealt with. But they said the thing that kept them in the midst of their sickness was the presence of Almighty God. They said that God showed up there where they were at in the form of angels. They said the angels were sent by God and they comforted them, letting them know that everything was going to be all right. Did you know that the Bible says that God sends angels to minister to those that are His church? The Word of God says in Hebrews 13 and 5, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Jesus said in Matthew 28 and 20, And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the, world, of the age. Psalms chapter 23, the old psalm of the shepherd reminds us that yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. God's presence is an anchor for you and I during this time. The second anchor is the anchor of God's promise. Paul said uh, that the angel said to him, Fear not, Paul, in verse 24 and 25, because you're going to be brought to Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told to me. Paul said, God promised me that we're going to get through this. It's going to be all right. And he knew that he is a promise-keeping God. As he weathered that storm, as he went with those men that were there with him, he stood saying, God's promises never fail. Romans 4 and 21 says, What he promises, he is able also to perform. Somebody calculated the promises in the Word of God. And the first one said, it was 7,847 promises. Well, someone, not to be undone, they recalculated the promises of God. They said, no, they made a mistake. It wasn't 7,847. It was 7,848. Okay, that's fine. But however many there are, it still testifies to the fact that God promises you and I. As you know, in Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel, there are over 1,000 promises in those passages. Nahum chapter 1 and verse 7, which is a verse we very seldom hear from, the Bible says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and He knoweth them that trust Him. The message translation says it this way, God is good. He is a hiding place in tough times. He recognizes and welcomes anyone looking for help. So no matter how desperate the trouble, no matter how bad the storm, God is there with you, and His promise assures that He will be there. Isaiah said it this way, He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might He increases strength. Even the young men and the young women shall be weary and faint. And they shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, He shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. I want to tell you again today, we have an anchor of the promises of God. Someone had written years ago, every promise in the book is mine. Every verse, every chapter, every line. I am trusting in His grace divine. For every promise in the book is mine. 
The third anchor that I would like to present to you that will help you in this time is the anchor of the plan of God. God has a plan for you. Paul said, I exhort you, be of good cheer. He says, I'm going to Rome, is basically what he was saying. I'm going to go and stand before Caesar. God has given me you uh, all to be able to sail there with me. The Bible says that Paul recognized that, that what the angel said was true, and that is that God had a plan. And in that plan, it meant that he was going to go through that storm, and he was going to get to where God wants him to be. You see, when you know the plan of God for your life, it becomes an anchor that stabilizes you through the storms of life. You see, that's good for Paul, Pastor, but what about me? God, what is his plan for your life? What are the plans God has for you? You say, I don't know, he's hid it from me. No, he has not hid it from you. He will show it to you if you will be honest enough to be able to embrace it and to admit that this is it. Paul was a prisoner, and yet he had a purpose. His purpose was found in knowing the plan that God had for his life. How about you, my friend? Do you have purpose in your life? Have you asked God in this storm what his plans are for you? And then are you willing to submit to that plan, even if it's a different plan that you want or a different plan that you thought? You see, when you know his plan and you submit to that plan, it becomes a strong anchor in the midst of life's difficult storms. The fourth anchor is simply this, the strong anchor of God's power. The Bible says in Acts 27 and verse 44, And it came to pass that they all escaped to land. You say, how does that define the power of God? Well, let me read it again. And it came to pass that they all escaped to land. They thought they were going to die. They had no power over the storm, and yet they made it to land. Only the power of God is strong enough. An angel shows up, talks to the Apostle Paul. As he stands there, he prophesies, it's going to be all right. God demonstrates his power in the midst of that storm by bringing them all to the shore. Only the power of God is enough to be your anchor in the midst of the storm you are facing. Nothing else, no one else is strong enough. You see, when I'm in the storm... I want to be anchored by that strong power of the one who can calm the winds and the waves. And yet when he doesn't calm the winds and he doesn't calm the waves, I still know that he's the God that will see me through. God is able to work it all out. And he will get you through that storm and bring you safely to the other side. How do I know? Listen to the word of God. The Bible says in Luke 1 and 37, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Jeremiah 32 and 17, For thou hast made the heavens by thy great power. Nothing is too hard for thee. Ephesians 3 and 20, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think, according to the power that works inside me, within me. You see, if God has the power to cause an axe head to float, and if God can cause a donkey to talk, and if God can part the Red Sea and the Jordan River, if God can raise the dead, and if God can tell the thunder and the lightning to cease, He has the power to keep us safely through this storm that we're facing right now. 
It may look like the boat of your life is going to sink. It may look like the storms are going to prevail. But when the waves all settle down and the winds cease and they're blowing, it stops. When the rains have abated, when the storm clouds have moved off the horizon, you will see that there is a God that is still in control. He's always been in control. When the storm is raging high, when the tempest rents the sky, when my eyes with tears are dim, the songs says that my soul consider him the anchor of the power of God. Yes, I know it's a bad storm, but it's a good ship. I know that God will see us through. And so what should be my response in this storm? What should be my response in this storm? My response in this storm should be one of praise and one of rejoicing. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 16 says, Rejoice evermore and pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Psalms 46 and 10, the English Standard Version says this, Be still and know that I am God. If there's one thing that this storm has done, it has caused us to be still, has it not? And in that time, God says, while you're still, know that I am God. And I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Several years ago, as I come to a close today, I spoke with a nurse at the hospital. And um, as I was talking, we began to talk about the tornado of 2007 that came in through this area. Much of northwest Rockford was taken out. There were trees uprooted everywhere. There were all kinds of uh, difficulties and problems. Um, And this lady, she began to say, oh yes, I remember. I remember very well. And she said, I was without electricity for several days. And she said, uh, after several days of not having electricity, I was beginning to get grumpy, as she said. And uh, she says, she told her, kids, I'm not a wilderness woman. I can't live this way. Her son said, Mom, you remember? You remember when my sister got the college acceptance letter? We went out on the deck and we danced. You remember that, Mom? You remember that? You remember? And then he said, Mom, he said, let's go out and dance on the deck again. Let's just dance for joy and just be thankful that God has kept us, even in this storm. And she said, why would I want to do that? But she said, I reluctantly went out there, and I began to dance and sing in spite of our problems. And she said, Pastor, it was only a few minutes into our performance that my husband came running to the deck and announced that the electric truck had arrived to turn the power back on. (laughs) She said, then I realized that maybe there was something to that. My response to her was in a question. Have you ever heard the song, I will praise him in the storm? She replied, yes. She said, Pastor, that's the only song that kept me when my 26-year-old daughter died. 
That's the only song that helped me. Helped me. She said, I made up my mind that though I have had tragedies come my way in life, my life does not have to be tragic. And so this morning, what should be your response in the midst of this storm? Go out on your deck today and just start dancing. Hallelujah. You say, we don't believe in dancing. Dance into the Lord, all right? <laughs> just get out there and dance and sing. I did, I've done a whole lot of dancing in the house since, uh, since this has began. You know why? Because I will praise Him in the storm. Uh, we have had people leave us that we love with all of our heart. But I will praise Him in the storm. I realize this is a bad storm, but I also know that Jesus Christ is a good God. So, as I close today, how are you doing in the storm? What have you learned in this storm? What have you learned? What have you, what have you learned? What are your anchors in this storm? And finally, how are you responding? Maybe in this time you've discovered that you really do need God and you're now ready to be saved. You say, preacher, I'm ready. I know I need God. I've seen eternity come closer to me than I ever have. What do I need to do? Well, here's what you need to do. You need to believe that Jesus Christ came to this earth and died and rose again from the dead. You need to believe that. And if you believe that, then you will repent of your sins, which means to say, Lord, I'm sorry, and then turn away from the things that you know are wrong. Repentance means an about face to go the other direction. And know that as you repent and as you begin to go the other direction and ask God to help you, He will forgive you. And then you need to be baptized, not just any old way, but you need to be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ. No one was ever baptized any other way in the Word of God. And then the Bible says you need to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit just like they received in Acts chapter 2, and they spoke in another language as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. God will do that for you today. And then you will discover that you can praise Him in this storm. And they're going to sing, and then we'll come back and we'll dismiss. The storm, you remain in control in the middle of the war. You got my soul, you alone are the anchor when my sails are torn. Your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm. In the eye of the storm, you remain in control. In the middle of the war, you got my soul. You alone are the anchor when my sails are torn. Your love surrounds me.
Would you bow your heads with me right now? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for men and women all over this nation and the world as we are going through this storm together. We're not all in the same boat, as one person said, but I pray that all would get into the old ship of Zion, become a part of the church of the living God. But Lord, we are all in this storm together. And so I pray for our leaders that are for our president, God, that you would give him wisdom. I pray for Congress and Senate. I pray for the governors, God. I pray for the mayors of our city, that you would give them wisdom to be able to do what is right. I pray, oh God, for the first responders, Lord, and for all of those that are on the front lines to be able to fight this virus that is going on. I pray for protection for them. I pray, God, that in this time, Lord, that those that are suffering financially and has created another storm in their life, a storm of financial difficulty, God, that you would just step into their lives, into their hearts, into their, into their families and let them know that, that you are the God that will supply all of our need according to your riches and glory. I pray for others that are suffering because of this and they're suffering mentally, Lord. They have such anxiety and they have such fear. I pray, Lord, that you would let them know that, that you walk with them and you talk with them and you tell them that they are your own. I pray, God, that you would let them know that, that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. I pray, God, that you would help those that have lost loved ones in this time, that have had to say goodbye to those that, that have passed in this difficult time. Be, be a strength to them. Be a help to them. Be a present help in time of need. Lord, lift them up and let them know that though this is a difficult time, you do all things well. And we must praise you in the storm. And that though we are in the midst of that storm, you are there walking with us every step of the way. And for that we will thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. God bless you today as our prayers. We pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you May the Lord make His face to shine upon you. May the joy of the Lord be your strength to help you in this time. May He supply all of your need according to His riches and glory. May you be filled to overflowing with the power of His presence. May the love of God flow through you to others as well. Amen. We're so glad that you tuned in to be able to watch the service today. And all of those that... Um, are asking about Brother Metcalf. We wanted to say also that his uh, services will be tomorrow at 2 o'clock, and they will be online on Firstborn Ministries if you would like to see that. God bless you as our prayers. We appreciate and we love each and every one of you. Be blessed today. Go in the grace of God.